You're listening to the Free and True Podcast. Hello, hello everyone. Episode four. Welcome. Happy February. It is the month of love. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's the official start of February and the official start of our relationship series because of course it's February could we do anything else any other possible topic (laughs) today we're actually not going to talk about what you think we're going to talk about so you might think we're going to be talking about like dating and marriage and singles all of that stuff and we will but this week we're actually going to focus on relationships in general and then later this month we'll focus on singleness dating and marriage yeah So relationships are one of those things that make us distinctly human. So no matter who you are, where you are, or what you do, we all have this kind of instinct longing for relationships. So I'm talking about everything from familiar relationships to friendships to work relationships, neighbors outside that you've been close to your whole life or even strangers that you see every day there's just something inside of us that wants to relate to another human being so Kat how would you describe being in a healthy relationship what do you think that looks like so for me I think I have to start off by saying that I am an introvert (laughs) if I had the choice to stay at home versus like go out with friends I would prefer to be home and like one of my I don't know if this is like a guilty pleasure but like one of my favorite things is when plans get canceled because <laughs> like when, <laughs> when plans get canceled last minute like I I'm okay with being ready like being ready to go out the door and getting that special little text that says oh sorry I can't make it something came up like I love that because I'm like ah yes I get to be home I could change it to my pjs and I could just spend some time doing nothing with myself like just watch tv whatever um (laughs) (laughs) so for me it's really important to because I'm an introvert like that it's really important for me to find relationships that are life-giving because For me, it's easy to feel depleted after spending time with people. So I have to make sure that the time time I'm spending with people is something that I'm enjoying, something that's life-giving. So one way that I know I'm in a good and healthy relationship with others is reflecting on how I feel afterwards. So like, yes, I have to enjoy the moment when I'm with them. But when I walk away, am I like, whew, like... I, I can't do this again for like some time or am I like oh I really enjoyed my time with those people like I can't wait to do this again with them right, so right. so I think that's one way that I can tell if I'm in a healthy relationship like whether it's with friends or with family yeah and I think that kind of ties into just like personalities too mm-hmm. a little bit because I love the Enneagram, so. Yes. <laughs> I think we need to do a whole series on, like, Enneagrams. I'm yeah. super down for yeah. it, but go ahead. <laughs> well, if you don't know what the Enneagram is, it's basically a personality scale. But it's not, like, the be-all, end-all, mm-hmm. you know? People aren't just, like, their number, which I've grown to realize. People just don't, like, fit in a box. But at the same time, like, 
you know, there are different personalities and not all personalities will mesh with each other at all times. You know, that's just life. Like we're all human. So I think like what you were saying does tie into that. And you mentioned life-giving and I thought about just in general, let's say you, you are good friends with somebody. A healthy relationship, at least for me, would look like somebody who is not like we're not like dependent on each other if that makes sense mm, mm-hmm. that we can be we can be friends so i'm talking about friendships right now so we can be friends but we're also like individual people mm. and there's no i'm going to use the word it's not toxic when i use the word toxic i mean like there's no negative side effects of being in that relationship like no permanent negative side effects if that makes sense it's life-giving and if you're a christian it's somebody who you know continues to lead you towards christ like you both continue to lead each other towards christ you're not afraid of the tough conversations a healthy relationship looks like one that's continually growing you know mm-hmm. yeah. in different ways um and you know one that has people who are forgiving and patient and kind all these traits that we try to look for in somebody else even for family too like I know growing up with with people like your family they know you they know like all the bad growing up and so as adults when you go back home maybe they only know the bad and so maybe that's all they see so it's really hard to have healthy relationships like family relationships are one of those things that I feel like is such a touchy topic as well so but I think just in general you know kindness love like relationships that just are loving and compassionate so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah everything you said is so true but one thing that stuck out to me that you said was how you mentioned that a healthy relationship can kind of just like stand on its own like like as individuals like you're not dependent on each other and mm-hmm. I I know that's so important for me, too, because if you are a friend of mine <laughs> or family member, you know that I'm really bad at texting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I <sighs> I think it's like part of my introvertness. And if you and if you uh, listen to my, the episode last week, it's also part of my lack of motivation. But, like, I take a long time to respond. Not really on purpose. It's not like I'm trying to intentionally ignore anybody. But that's why it's important for me to, like, know that the friendship or familial, like, relationship that I'm in, that, like, it can be okay without, like, depending on me because I am a bad texter. Like, I'm bad at communicating. I'm bad at reaching out. So, like, when the friendship or familial relationship can still be functional and still like understand that like even though we're not talking every day even though we're not seeing every each other every day like there's still that love and there's still that connection that's important Mm -hmm. for me so for those of you who don't know we're a trio (laughs) and so our other best friend her name is oki shout out to you oki but (laughs) but we don't see each other all the time i mean oki she lives like an hour and something away from me tiff obviously lives in africa right now so we don't see each other all the time but when we do like we can easily pick up like we never left and i think that's so important and i love that about our relationship and i love that about like any of my friendships that i can do that with like it's just it's so nice to 
know that even if you're not talking all the time, you can pick up your friendship right where you kind of left it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important. Yeah. Something else that you mentioned, too, is that friendships, like, the love has to be, like, patient and kind and, and all of that. And, of course, that got me thinking of First Corinthians 13. And we hear that all the time. We hear that at weddings. Like, people use that in dating relationships and marriage relationships all the time. But I think it's so important to remember that this is for any type of love. Like, this can be applicable to family relationships and to friendships, too. So I'm just going to quickly read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. So it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Amen. I love that verse. And, you know, I was just taking a step back. And if we were created by God, right, God is love. Mm -hmm. And he puts this innate sense in us to have relationships with one another. And I feel like that's the key to know that if God is love, then our relationships with one another should stem from this love for the other person. If you don't, so we talk about like respecting the other person. We talk about honoring them. We talk about, you know, not lying to them and, um, you know, treating them like a human being. Like if you're going to like, just like the baseline for treating another person in any relationship, But all of those boil down to love. And I'm not talking about love like, you know, the world talks about it where it's like between like two lovers, like passionate love. I'm talking about the love that we should have for another human being just because they are created in God's image. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in any relationship, whether that be with family members, friends, strangers, coming at it from a perspective like this person was created in the image of God. They deserve my respect. They deserve to be honored. They deserve to be loved, even in the midst of conflict, which happens between human beings because we are human beings, you know, especially for, let's just say like family conflict, which everybody has in every family Mm -hmm. arguments or whatever. Um, remembering to be patient like Kat just read the verse love is patient and it's kind and remembering to bring to bring those qualities out whenever there is conflict I feel like is a sign of a healthy relationship because a healthy relationship doesn't mean there's no conflict Mm -hmm. you know there's bound to be conflict because we're human and there's bound to be mess ups there's bound to be arguments because we have differing opinions we have differing you know schools of thought, no matter where we, we are in the world, it's just, that's just how it is. But it's remembering to treating to treat the other person with kindness and love and respect. So mm. I'm so glad that you brought up conflict because if you are in a good relationship with someone, remember, we're, we're not talking about like dating relationship. If you're in a relationship with someone and they're 
is no conflict, then you're probably not that close. I feel like as you get to know each other, you know, as time goes goes on, like you start to peel back those layers, like an onion, I guess. <laughs> and you peel back those layers and you're bound to like disagree on things. You're bound to kind of butt heads sometimes. But it's important to navigate those times, like you said, with like love and kindness. And a lot of the times it involves having uncomfortable conversations. And Mm. nobody likes having uncomfortable conversations, but they're necessary when you are in friendships or in family relationships. So Tiff, I know that this is something that we know about, and I think we learned about it in college. And we've taught this to our small group girls before, but it's something called care fronting. And it's like a way to have these uncomfy conversations. So can you fill us in on what is care fronting? Yeah. So care fronting is a mixture of two words, care and confronting. So this is in the context of, let's say you see a friend who, you know, might not be doing something that's necessarily... I don't know, ethical or good for them. And, you know, you just, you want to talk to them. And I just want to put a disclaimer. This isn't about like, you know, asserting your opinion onto somebody else and making them like listen to you. It's more like two friends who really care about each other. And if they see that there's like something really wrong, like taking the initiative to talk to the friend, you know, and call it care fronting because you want to do it with love. Like you don't want to come at this like in attack mode. And I think of the verse Ephesians 4, um, it's actually a couple of verses, 4, 2 to 3. And it says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Mm. So it's, it's talking to the other person with love, with patience, being gentle. Um, you know, this also applies to just even if there's no conflict and you see your friend is going through a tough time, just asking what's wrong using these like the same the same method in like a peaceful, gentle, patient way. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference between care fronting and conflict confronting right when you go to confront someone your goal I feel like most of the times is to tell the person that they're wrong and to try to get them to do what you think is right the right thing to do so if you see someone doing wrong like you're gonna your goal is like you're gonna sit down with this person you're gonna tell them how they they did x y and z and how they need to change and how like if they don't it's going to be bad, there's going to be consequences, things like that. I feel like that's what confronting is, and it's confrontational. Like, when you do that, it is so easy to spark an argument and to spark... Now now you can really spark conflict with that. But when you're care-fronting, it's not so much about proving your point, but it's about helping the other person. So you're caring for the other person, and instead of you going in like full force like telling the person what they're doing is wrong you ask them questions 
like you can start off in more of a loving caring way and just be like hey you know i noticed this has been happening you know what what's going on like are you okay and taking it from that perspective i think is so much different and can produce a much different result so i actually have a story of this from our college days um so we had this friend who over time they kind of were like starting to go down the wrong path and i noticed their thoughts their actions like were kind of starting to change they started to hang out with like the wrong crowd and you know they ended up going to parties and getting into that whole college scene of like drinking and partying and and whatnot and you know like i was becoming concerned because well and i think we'll have to do like a whole other episode on this about like you know drinking and like partying and whatever but let's just say that the path that this person was going down like it was i could tell that it was damaging to them so like maybe you drink and that's that's fine but for this person it was damaging to them and i noticed that they were going down this path and i knew that this was a path that the person didn't want to go on but they felt like they had to go on and so i decided kind of finally one day to just care front and i really didn't want to have this these uncomfortable conversations with this person but i decided it was time and not for my sake not because i wanted to get the point across but for my friend's sake because i knew that i knew that this wasn't the lifestyle that they wanted and i knew that i also knew that that wasn't the lifestyle that like god had called them to and so one day i just kind of care fronted for this person and i let them know like what my concern was and i let them know like what i was seeing and was just asking them questions like why did they feel like they needed to do this like what was you know what was you know what was their heart behind it because i think that was the thing right like sure like there's i don't think there's anything like wrong with going to parties like and drinking like we we can like i said we can have a whole other episode on that another time but i think it was like really about the heart posture like where my friend's heart Mm -hmm. was at that time and so i wanted my friend to see like what to realize i guess like where their heart was because they were filling it with things to distract them from like their other issues so i ended up having this uncomfy conversation with them and it wasn't pretty but i wasn't i didn't feel like i was like attacking this person in the sense of like you're doing this wrong blah 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 like you're going to hell i don't know whatever like i didn't take that approach but it it was it, yes it was a tough approach but like i was still asking this person questions like i was still like letting this person you know share what was going on with them so that like i could also know like how i could be supporting them and like how i could help them and mm-hmm. you know eventually after i think a few uncomfy conversations our friend they realized that you know the path that they were going on like wasn't right and that their heart was in a very dark place at the time and so a person was able to kind of just like 
just turned their life around and recommitted themselves like to christ and kind of just did a 180 like they did a 180 one way and then they like flipped back and it was it was really awesome to see i think if i would have confronted and like came at that person like full full force i think it would have hardened hardened their heart even more honestly Wow. Thanks so much for sharing. That is a great story of care fronting. And one thing that you mentioned that I really liked was that you said you wanted to support the other person. And I think that's so, so important, especially when we're care fronting, when we're just trying to support somebody else, you're looking out for the best interest of the other person. And just a disclaimer, it's not trying to push what you think is best on the other person. It's just realizing, I know this person really well, and I'm noticing a big change in their life. And just asking them about it, taking the time to ask them about it. It reminds me of a verse in Hebrews where it says, let's consider how we can spur one another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And so this just encourages us to keep pursuing that selfless love where, you know, that phrase, it takes two, right? It takes two in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And each person can't be only thinking about themselves, self, like a selfish love. It has to be selfless. You're thinking about the other person and trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to put myself in their shoes. How can I support them? How can I encourage them? I see that they're a little bit off and I want to know why I want to be there. I want to be a good friend. It's taking the time to be a good friend. Time is such an important thing in a friendship and any relationship. Mm-hmm. Taking the time to to ask them. Yeah, that's so true. But it kind of got me thinking like, I don't know how many relationships you have been in like this, but... I feel like sometimes there are just some relationships that no matter how much time you put into it, no matter how much you have care-fronted or confronted, it's just not working anymore. And it kind of evolved into like a toxic friendship or relationship. And I think, you know, that's important to talk about. You know, we're talking about being free and being true, like, and talking about the truth of things. And I think a truth that often kind of gets, like, like pushed aside or, like, hidden is that it should be okay to end friendships. So I know in the Bible, in Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And yes, it's important to forgive one another. It's important to love other people. But what if that relationship is hurting you more than it's helping you? And I think oftentimes we just say like, or I know like growing up, uh, like I've been told like by the church, it's like, you just have to forgive, forgive and forget, right? But there's just some things, some relationships that, if you if you stay in it, it's not going to help you become the person that God is trying to mold you to be. And the reality is, like, you don't have to be bound to these friendships. Like, friendships or family relationships, like, if it's toxic, it's okay to leave it because you don't have to be bound. And friendships sometimes, they can be for seasons. Like, it doesn't need to be forever friendship. Like, you can reconcile, you know, forgive each other. But then you can move on because that friendship, it shared its purpose for that season. 
and it it got me thinking about these two verses both of them are in proverbs so proverbs 13 20 it says walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fool suffers harm and proverbs 18 24 where it says one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother and so I know like I can apply that in times of my life where I was in friendships that it just was not well, one it was not life-giving like at one point it was but over time the friendship turned me into a person who just like wasn't reflecting Christ like I had this friendship some time ago where it started off great we were really great friends but eventually as time went on it kind of became toxic not because we were against like each other in a sense but because what we were doing was toxic and it wasn't helping it wasn't benefiting you know either one of us and I know I talked earlier about life-giving relationships and this particular relationship that I had it was damaging me more than helping me because Whenever we were together, like, it was just, like, a complaining fest. It was just so negative. We would gossip all the time and really just, like, talk crap about other people. And I realized, you know, like, afterwards I realized, like, that really wasn't a great space for me to be in because I, like, we were just feeding off of each other and it wasn't, it wasn't good and it was really holding us back from who God was trying to mold us to become and you know it just came to a time where we realized that like we had moved on from that friendship like we at a certain point like we kind of grew apart it didn't end too nicely but then we eventually like reconciled with one another like we forgave each other but it's not like we went back to being you know super close like we kind of understood like our friendship had run its course and you know we were both doing okay like separately and I think we were both thriving separately and so we kind of just like we just moved on from that friendship and it was good while it lasted but you know it was for that season and you know we I I believe we both have love for each other but we just knew that like it was okay to move on just because you forgive and forget doesn't mean you have to stick around because sometimes it's just not either one it's just not necessary like people move apart naturally anyways and also you know just sometimes some situations like if you get back together I don't know if this would have been the situation if we became close friends again but I know in some situations like you can forgive each other and you can work past problems but when you get back together it's just toxic all over again and I think it's important to really emphasize that it's okay to move on. You can forgive, you can reconcile, but you could also move on from a friendship. Right, right. And I think it really just boils down back to, does this relationship that I have with this other person, whether it be friends, family, coworkers, anybody in life, does it bring me closer to God or does it bring me away from God? Am I living in freedom Am I living in truth? Mm-hmm. And it's they're like tough questions. They really are tough questions because sometimes you can really enjoy being with the person. Mm-hmm. Like I can personally attest to this. Sometimes you can really enjoy being with the person 
spending time with them. But like deep down, you know that you're not really who you used to be. By being with this other person, it changes the way you look on life. Maybe you see things in a more negative view, like Mm -hmm. Kat was talking about. Maybe you see yourself gossiping more. Maybe you see yourself, and this is personally for me, maybe you see yourself prioritizing the wrong things. For me personally, I have things that I know I need to get done and I am passionate about and I want to work towards in life. But there was a part of my life where I just had the wrong friends and I say wrong friends like they're great people but it wasn't who God wanted to be in my life in that season because they were pulling me away from what I needed to focus on and what I needed to how I needed to see the world and how I needed to see other people mm-hmm. you know if if everything that you fill your your head with and your mind with like for example in Kat's case like is it, if it's all negativity Everything that you feed yourself is over time going to be, you know, what you claim as your own. You know, if you start hanging out with people who are always negative and who maybe prioritize different things over time, that's how you'll be too. I mean, this this is kind of a universal rule, right? Like, I feel like our parents would always say, like, don't hang out with the wrong crowd, you know, because mm-hmm. you're going to become like them. And it's there's truth to it. There's there's a certain truth to it because, like, people rub up on us. Mm-hmm. And I think relationships are so, so important. And it's because it's something that is given by God and modeled by God, you know, mm-hmm. in the Trinity. Like, it's something that we have to, like, take care of, too, and, and think of as important, too, and realize that. Every relationship we have is for a purpose, for a season, Mm -hmm. and you have to treat it with care. And, you know, if the relationship is toxic, like Kat was mentioning before, you pray about it and you ask God, God will give you the wisdom to know just how to walk away from that Mm -hmm. relationship, whatever it may be, and he'll give you strength to do it. And I don't want this to be an encouragement to go cutting off everybody in your life. (laughs) Just new year, new me, new friends. (laughs) It's more just the word toxic is so extreme. So I don't think it's like every single person in your life is toxic, that you have to just (laughs) cut them off. I think it's like, it's a rare occasion when there's, when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I can't, I can't continue this because it's degrading the life within me, Mm -hmm. you know, and for me personally, there was only one time in my life and Kat, I don't know how many times, but it's not like this regular occurrence and, mm-hmm. you know, all of our other relationships are going to be ups and downs. There's going to be conflict and that doesn't equate again to being toxic, but mm-hmm. those relationships do need to be treated with care. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Like not every, just cause there's a conflict doesn't mean it's toxic. Like Right. Like we, yeah, like, like we said earlier, like every relationship is going to have conflict, but it's, it's more about how it's affecting you. Like, how is it affecting your heart, your soul, your mind? But you did mention something about like who you, who you hang out with. It affects how you are. I'm pretty sure there's a Bible verse about that. So yeah, um, it's in Psalms. Oh, <laughs> wait, let's, let's, let's whip that verse out. Hold on. Let's do some research real quick all right so we did some digging in the bible (laughs) 
I, we did find this verse. I don't know if this is the verse I was thinking about, but it kind of gets the point across a little bit. So it's Proverbs 22 verses 24 to 25. And it says, do not make friends with a hot tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. And I mean, I think that applied. It's that applies specifically to like my situation but really i mean i think any person that you're hanging with that like has negative traits like it is easy to kind of get into those same habits like you what's the saying like you are who you walk with or something like that i think you know that's just that's important to to keep in mind to just evaluate your friendships see which ones are life-giving see which ones spur you on as i think you you mentioned that verse or maybe you might see like you have to care front for someone you know doesn't mean you need to x everybody out of your life <laughs> and just get cancel them just like you're toxic you're toxic <laughs> everybody's toxic <laughs> yeah you can't just throw that around because like it it really has to be like life draining in order to be considered toxic to continue like the train of toxicity <laughs> like in toxic friendships there are some situations that I feel like you can't easily leave from. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation, Tiff, where there's like a toxic person in your life and you can't just like leave because you see this person regularly, maybe at work or maybe maybe you live with this person um, or maybe you know, if you're going to school, like, you're, they're in your classes. So, I just feel like sometimes the reality is, like, we are able to identify who this person is in our life that's, like, causing this draining, but it's not as simple as just cutting the friendship off and moving on, right? Right, right. Um, so, you know, I think, I think when it comes to that, like, it's important to create boundaries whether they're Mm. spoken boundaries or unspoken boundaries so i feel like toxic relationships could happen anywhere and you were talking about boundaries and how to set good boundaries you know these kinds of things could happen at work as well where i know for me i had some instances where the people that i worked with at a point in my life they were not healthy and i had to work with them every single day And I had to, you know, give them reports. I had to talk with them. But they, when I say toxic, they were draining, like, the life out of me. And this is an instance where you can't, you can't just, like, take this person out of your life. What I did in that instance was I really prayed, Lord, help me to see this person through your eyes. Help me to have patience to talk to this person Help me to have love, to treat this person with respect. Help me to listen to this person when all I want to do is walk away. And I'm so sure that every one of us has had difficult, strained work relationships at one point or another because we're working with so many different kinds of people. And it takes really taking a step back and saying, Lord, I'm here for a reason, right? You put me in this job for a reason. I'm having so much difficulty working with this person. It's draining the life out of me. 
I don't know what to do. Can you help me continue working with this person because I can't leave? Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to talk to them. I want to be able to, I want to be able to hold my ground when things happen, but I want to be able to talk with respect and talk, you know, with courage, with boldness. Mm. And, you know, that would be an example too of setting boundaries, like knowing, okay, I'm in this meeting and I'll treat this person with respect and love, but doesn't mean I have to try to interact with them 24 hours a day or, you know, maybe move desks, set boundaries of, you know, talking boundaries. If everybody's going out, you know, after work, like saying, no, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. setting boundaries in the, in that sense and knowing how to professionally react in those toxic situations. Mm, that's good. We covered so many topics today, just in the general relationship theme, relationships with anybody in your life and how, you know, we're all human and there's bound to be conflict and there's bound to be so many different types of relationships that we come across, good, bad, toxic. But it's so, so important to understand, you know, how to categorize those relationships. Is it good? Is it just like a normal relationship where there's conflict? Is it a healthy relationship or is it not good, you know? Mm -hmm. And realizing that all, you know, healthy relationships even with conflict, all healthy relationships stem from having that love for that other person mm -hmm. because it stems from God and he is the only one who has perfect relationship mm -hmm. and loves us with that perfect love that we have to then show to other people, right? It has to reflect off of us and it shows in our relationships how we treat other people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Before we wrap up today, we just want to leave you guys with this verse. It's John 13, verse 34. And it says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And this is Jesus telling his disciples to love one another. And, you know, just as you move forward in your life, in your relationships, just remember that God is is the author of love he created love so the relationships that we are in like it as tiff you were saying it stems from that and you know just pray about your relationships just pray that god bring people into your life that are life-giving and you know even pray the prayer of lord if there's anyone in my life that is moving me away from you you know just remove them from my life and help help me to deal with any challenge or pain that may that may be associated with removing that person from my life and you just have to be open to it be open to what the lord is leading you to and just know that god created love he created you and he created the people that you are in relationship whether they are toxic or not <laughs> and you know we just have to still love one another even when it's hard Amen. Stay free. Stay true. See you next time.